so then just feeling really good at that point and then cruising down into the last because the last half of that lap was just feeling solid having fun which was a good place to be in at that point thankfully (laughs) (laughs) and then lap five picked up my other pacer and was still feeling pretty good (laughs) when you start feeling bad (laughs) (laughs) when you start feeling bad like everybody else When I say I'm feeling good, it's it's relative. (laughs) It's relative for sure. Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast. With your hosts, Norman and Jody, discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off. Hello, hello. Hello. We are back with another Gotta Run Podcast. We sure are. Busy, busy week. And the time of this recording, the New York City Marathon is happening. Yes, we've been watching it this morning, thankfully for the extra hour of sleep. When did you and I run the mar- that marathon? 2005? Five or six? Oh yeah. my gosh. It's it was a long time ago. Long time. And at the time, it was 36,000 people, which was bigger than our town, and now it's 50,000. Incredible. It is incredible. And our Canadian, who is the fastest North American marathoner right now, is up there. He's doing well. Okay. Cam Levins. Yeah. Awesome. We have it recording. So after this podcast, we're going to get back to our regular scheduled program. That's right. Back to the ultra scene. Who's on the podcast today? Today we have Blake Slattengren, 27-year-old from Seattle, Washington. He's pretty new to the ultra scene. He's only been running ultras in 2021. His first was in New Zealand, of all places, and I think he might have a New Zealand connection, so we're going to find out about that. Yep. He has won five out of his first seven ultras that he's completed, and he just recently finished his debut 100-miler at Havelina, coming in second place with a time of 12.58, which is now the third fastest time on that course, earning himself a golden ticket to Western. How can that happen, a debut 100-miler? And then it makes it the third fastest time. It surprisingly happens a lot. Just not to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to talk to Blake uh, about that and more coming up. Hey, Blake. Hey. How's it going? I do have an issue with your hair. It looks better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a good flow going. But yours is looking great, too. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I used to have hair like that. <laughs> he did, actually. <laughs> did you? Back in the 80s. Do you remember the 80s? <laughs> no. I can't say I do. <laughs> That's okay. There's no reason to at this point. <laughs> Anyways, well, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the podcast. And congratulations on your epic podium at Havelina in your debut 100 miler has that sunk in yet <laughs> yeah it's about a week removed now i think i'm starting to i don't know wrap my mind around it a little bit it still feels like a little unreal still kind of figuring things out um after the race but my legs are starting to come back a little bit and starting to sink in a little more yeah good well We'd like to get into Havelina, but first we want to go a little back, a little farther back in your history. Uh, we know you ran track and cross country in high school and college, but what led you to trails and ultras? How did that come about? Yeah, totally. Growing up in Seattle, always loved running on some of the trails around here. 
I grew up about a mile from a state park called St. Edwards around here. Mm. Just about a dozen, dozen miles of just like beautiful trails on the north end of Lake Washington. So definitely always felt that connection there to the trails. Kind of towards the end of high school, started getting a little more into hiking, backpacking with some friends. Mm. So always had that connection. But then that was kind of put on the back burner a little bit through college when I was focusing more on cross country and track. And then after college, I ended up just running more. I ended up working at a run job. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to keep training now and (laughs) keep running. (laughs) So I was doing half marathons at the time, but had some friends that were into the trail stuff and got me out there. Um, One of my good friends from high school got me to do the Timberline Trail, which is around Mount Hood, Y-East out there in Portland. Mm. It's a 40-mile trail. Absolutely beautiful. Just fell in love with it. One of the most incredible experiences of my life. I think that's what really got me to uh, love the trail running and really want to pursue it more full-time. So we did that. Uh, We also did the Lewitt Trail that same summer, which is another volcanic circumnavigation around here, around Mount St. Helens. Oh, wow. So that was a lot of fun. I really kind of went full into trail running, though, when I I started living in New Zealand at the start of 2020, right before the pandemic. Ah. Right. Incredible place to be during the pandemic. Super blessed (laughs) to be there. (laughs) Um, But where I was living there in Wellington, I could run trails every single day and I could go out to the mountains every weekend. Then I ended up doing some traveling around, doing the van life thing for a while. So I was just out there traveling, running just like amazing trails every day. And I think that really, really made it clear that that's what I wanted to do and what I love doing. What took you to New Zealand? Because we noticed one of your race results made it look like you live there which you did so obviously when you registered you registered with a new zealand address but what brought you out there yeah so i moved there the start of 2020 it was just on a working holiday visa mm. i was just kind of feeling a little stuck with where i was just in my life and career wise i wasn't getting any of like the jobs i was applying to mm. i was trying to do like a fulbright scholarship and it didn't pan out and a few other things like that but I knew I wanted to do a little traveling. I wanted to try living abroad for a little bit. So I ended up doing New Zealand because it's super easy to apply for a one-year work visa there as an American citizen or Canadian, though. I know a lot of Canadians out yeah. there, too. <laughs> <laughs> My sister had lived there for a few months, too. So I knew that that process was like a pretty easy process to do that and obviously was attracted to it for the amazing um, environment and mountains. And so I just decided to go for it. Now, your first ultra that we came across was the Old Ghost Ultra in New Zealand. How did that race go? Tell us about this race. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Incredible race out there. Definitely recommend it for anyone that wants to make the trip out there. It's 85k race on the South Island, um, kind of on the West Coast. So it's a pretty, Mm. pretty rugged area. There's not a whole lot of infrastructure or other trails out there but it's a really cool trail that they built that follows this old mining road that goes through the mountains it's like i think the longest continuous point-to-point trail um in new zealand so pretty cool area it was one that was just on my radar for a while i had signed up on the wait list i had gotten into it only maybe like a month or so before the race Mm. and it just kind of lined up with my travel schedule so i just ended up signing up and saying let's go for it (laughs) But yeah, I didn't have a huge training block leading up to that because I wasn't um, wasn't planning on doing that until a month or so before. 
but was able to get in a few good runs and ended up doing fairly well at it, ended up in third place at that one. So I was pretty happy with that. And that definitely um, inspired me to continue to race. But you must have been racing against the locals. So they looked at you going, who, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was all locals out there. There was like, who, who, who is this foreigner here? He should be out eating <laughs> kiwi fruit or something. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, you taught them, eh? You taught them a lesson. <laughs> Never underestimate the strange guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we were just in Seattle, and we didn't have a whole lot of time because we were at the U.S. Trail Conference in Mukilteo. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was there last year, but not this year. Oh, were you? Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. We really enjoyed it, but we want to go back because we've never raced we haven't raced in Oregon or Washington. So what would you say would be like your top two recommendations for getting the full experience of what your trails are like out there? Oh, that is a great question. There's, I I mean, there's a lot of great local races out here. Um, A lot of awesome race companies doing some great things. Of course, one of my favorites is certainly love the Chuck and 50 K out here. It's a popular one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a popular one great early season one it's just a super fun mix of trails like there's there's a little bit of everything with that one which is what i love there's some like flatter stuff there is some runnable climbs there is some more technical like ridge section there's like one really steep part and then there's like a flat bike trail gravel bike trail for part of it so it it gets you a little bit of everything um and just like a lot of people show up for that one so it makes it a really fun environment so i think that's an awesome one I would also maybe shout out um, the first race I did back in Washington is the Volcanic 50. It's an tr- um, mm-hmm. amazing 50K that goes around the Lewitt Trail around Mount St. Helens, which I had mentioned earlier, actually. Mm-hmm. But just super unique, beautiful trail, really unlike any other terrain out here in Washington State. So awesome one. Also, definitely recommend that one. Cool. Well, with a name like the Volcano 50k that sounds like a, sounds like a great race <laughs> you're running around a volcano that'd be amazing we have no volcanoes here in ontario <laughs> yeah not so much yeah <sighs> now but seattle being so close to our canadian bc border have you ever thought about running in canada yeah of course i would love to do some running in canada i haven't actually made my way up to canada in quite a while since i was probably back in like high school growing up so I'd love to at least get out there and explore some of the trails just for fun. Because there's, I mean, so much, so much great stuff out there. But yeah, also a lot of great races. Would love to do like Squamish 50 at some point. Whistler Alpine Meadows was on my radar. <laughs> but <laughs> Too soon, too soon. That's, uh, that's a whole situation. We don't have to get into that right now. But <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But um, so much incredible terrain up there. We'd love to explore that more. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into Havelina. Your first 100 miler, you happen to pick a hot desert run, unlike where you train <laughs> at home. Yeah. So how are you feeling going into that race? How was your lead up training and, and all that good stuff? Yeah, the training had been good. I definitely was feeling the fittest I ever had leading into this race, which is a good feeling. <laughs> been doing a lot more flatter stuff, a lot more speedier stuff kind of leading up to this. 
been working with um, my coach, Joe McConaughey, String Bean. Um, oh, he's wow. been, he was also doing this race. Um, so we got to do a lot of workouts and long runs together. So that felt really good. Gave me a lot of confidence just to be running there with him. Definitely was still a little uncertain how I would handle the distance and hand out how I'd handle the heat. Um, I think traditionally I hadn't raced super well in the heat, but got some good heat training in for this block. Ended up being fine on that front. So that's hmm. cool. Now, for some reason, 100 milers, everyone takes off like it's a 5K race. <laughs> Did you get caught up in that hype? <laughs> didn't take off that fast definitely the leaders were like way out there they were just blazing <laughs> um, we had a really solid kind of chase pack behind them though so i was there with with my coach joe mcconaughey um another one of his athletes ryan raff we also had heather jackson was with us for a while we had brett hornig dan green so there's like a few people in this sort of chase pack that we're, we're still moving but not quite <laughs> way out in front there <laughs> i think the live streams are the are to blame for that they, they everybody yeah. knows that they're being yeah. watched all around the world now so they got to make it look good <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hard not to with it's just so much energy at the start line too especially there yeah <laughs> well we were just talking earlier in our intro that the new york city marathon is happening today are you are you watching it I am not watching it, but I would. I definitely will check out the results. Excited to see what happens. Yeah, well, there's there's always one guy who who jumps out in front to get on camera, and then he dies. <laughs> and he's just throwing up on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got on camera just to show his kids. Look at me. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's worth it just for the for the spectacle, sure. <laughs> Well, take us through the, the first three loops. I guess that's when you're basically trying to get your position. You're trying to settle down. Uh, and they, how was the first three loops at Havelina? Yeah, totally. So yeah, the first loop was solid. I said we had that solid chase pack, had a good group of people there to stick with. At that point, is just really kind of getting settled in, making sure everything is feeling all right. But everything was good. Starting lap two... Then I started feeling, I was feeling really good in lap two. I think maybe I went a little faster there. Started heating up though a little bit too. So started to have to figure out how to deal with the heat a little bit. Started, you know, using the ice bandana and getting iced off at eight stations, but still feeling really good at that point. Going into lap three, continued to heat up a little more, gotten a little spicier. This is where I think a lot of people started falling back. Um, or blowing up or having other issues because it was probably about halfway through lap three someone told me I had moved into fourth place mm. so right I don't know exactly when these moves happen because there's a lot of people out there on the course it's just yeah there's a lot of people and it's like you have a lot of people stop at aid stations you don't know exactly when you're passing people but at some point it became clear that I had moved into fourth place which was kind of an exciting place to be especially since I knew Ryan Montgomery was in third. So I was only one spot off from a golden ticket position or yeah. sorry, Ryan Montgomery, I think was in second. So I just needed to move into third. So took it a little more conservatively than on the third lap so that I could just maintain that position, mm -hmm. make sure I was still feeling good because while I was still feeling pretty decent for the third lap, it was realized I only had, was only halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> so a long ways to go. Yeah. 
And then when do you catch the 100Kers, the back of the pack of the 100Kers? Uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly when, but it, uh, probably starting lap two, though, it starts to get a little crowded out there on the loop. Got it. Did you have any run-ins with any uh, Chola cactus? Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We Run the North. Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10 kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Medals that connect, license plate style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit gotterunracing.com for more details. <laughs> no, thankfully not. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I'm wearing the vintage. Uh... This is, this is the old Havelina swag we used to get. Oh, awesome. When did you do it? 2015, I think. 2015. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> and on a training run, these freaking children just jumped out of nowhere right between my legs as I did a stride. And I was out. <laughs> I was out for the count. <laughs> Yeah, I would say no runs in with the with the chola, but actually the day before doing a little shakeout run on the course, I did totally wipe out though. I did just like <laughs> trip on like a, probably like a tiny little rock, and oh. just like totally wipe out. It's like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have a little bit of a little bit of carnage out there, uh, but it was good. I got the wipe out out of the way with. For, yeah, for exactly. Race, I was just gonna say better to do it in training than on race day. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> On race day, they'll have that on camera, and you'd be looping yourself over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just see myself a lot. <laughs> so loop four and five, how are you feeling now going to loop four then? Um, yeah, so like loop three started to feel the fatigue a little bit, was taken a little more conservatively. Loop four picked up my first pacer. Huge boost of energy with that. Mm -hmm. like having the pacers was huge help for me just mentally, um, just having someone there with me. And so I don't have to think too much to just kind of follow them. So that was awesome. Started feeling really good on lap four then. So we were just kind of cruising up that climb up to the halfway aid station. Mm -hmm. We were just kind of closing in on Dan Green was in third at that point. And so we we're just kind of slowly closing in on him throughout that climb. We were able to pass him a little before that kind of halfway aid station, about 10 miles into the loop or so. Right. So then just feeling really good at that point. And then cruising down into the last because the last half of that lap was just feeling solid having fun which was a good place to be in at that point thankfully <laughs> <laughs> and then lap five picked up my other pacer and was still feeling pretty good <laughs> when do you start feeling bad <laughs> <laughs> when do you start feeling bad like well, everybody else <laughs> When I say I'm feeling good, it's it's relative. <laughs> it's relative for sure. I will say like lap four, I ended up, I kicked a rock with my foot and like okay. my toe started hurting really badly. Like yes. I started like... <laughs> That's what we want to hear. Losing my toenail. I thought I might have to stop, take off my shoes. Oh. Uh, I ended up just running through that. <laughs> started having a little knee pain around then too. <laughs> So there was there was little things here and there, but relatively speaking, was still moving at least. <laughs> but yeah, in lap five, I was trying to just keep it. I was in third um, third place position, so in that golden ticket position. So I was just trying to keep from blowing up mostly there. For sure. So I was trying to keep moving, but without pushing it too much. So yeah, just trying to keep it there. At some point, someone people kept telling me that I was super close to Ryan Montgomery. Uh, you're going to catch him. He's right ahead of you. 
but I couldn't see them. So I was just, just kind of doing my own race, not trying to worry about that too much until that last aid station, about four miles out from the finish. Whoa. Um, where, <laughs> yeah, my coach Joe was there, who was not having the best race, unfortunately. Aww. He tried to drop multiple times, but anyways, Aww. ended up at that last aid station. and told me I was only like 90 seconds back from Ryan Montgomery. And so then I started just like, started going all out. I was like, okay, I got to throw down the hammer. got to see what I can do now. <laughs> and then ended up passing him two miles or so, mile and a half from the finish. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Did, did he try to stay with you? No. He, I mean, he was moving quick too. I think he was also, I don't know, he might have been confused too because Joe McConaughey saw Joe pass him because he was running with me for a little bit too because <laughs> he knew Joe was having a bad day. So he thought he'd maybe like moved into fourth. He wasn't quite sure there. Mm. But no, I think he, he was still moving well, but wasn't able to quite stick on me. As you passed him, I assume your pacer kept looking back. You didn't look back, but your pacer kept looking yeah. back to see his light to see if he was with you or gaining he was moving yeah <laughs> that, that's a great time to have a pacer <laughs> yeah totally it's nice to pull away and yeah see the light fade back a little bit yeah because you're fighting for a golden ticket here wow yeah, this is a big deal yeah well yeah ryan montgomery already had the golden ticket so okay. it wasn't if i got third or second it didn't really matter hmm just more for the the competitive spirit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you cross the finish line, your first hundred miler, golden ticket. Wow. What's going through your mind then? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean a lot. I don't know. It's it's just excitement. I was proud of how I did. Definitely, it definitely took a while to kind of sink in, and I guess it's still sinking in. Exactly what that means. Like I knew going into it that a golden ticket was a possibility. I was just kind of aiming for if I could do top five, 13, 30, that'd be awesome. But then ended up, you know, surpassing that by a good amount. It's like, I <laughs> didn't know I had that in me. So it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know, it's fun unlocking that new, I don't know, that new level, realizing that I have more, a lot more to do in this sport, I guess, mm. than I thought. <laughs> I guess the bar has been raised. In order to get a golden ticket or even to win Havelina these days, you have to get under 13 hours. Because we were there when Patrick Regan got the record back in 2019. He got the record. Yeah. But now, under 13, do you think that's what's going to be going forward? The new, you have to be under 13 hours now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Young bloods. <laughs> 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 wow. Oh. What's your takeaways from your first 100 miler that you are going to apply to your Western States training? Yeah, totally. Um, well, a few things. One, I think I have some more talent in this than I thought. So I think that's a, just an exciting takeaway that, that there's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'll be capable of, but it's an exciting place to be, I guess, not still trying to figure out where that ceiling is for me. That's an exciting takeaway. One thing I think I still need to work on after Havelina is just dialing in nutrition, hydration, mm -hmm. just making sure I'm getting in enough calories, getting in enough water. Because I think I was obviously did okay with that enough to finish strong enough, but I think I could have done better just taking in a little more there and figuring out what works best for my gut still, especially with like liquid calories. I feel like I tried a few different things and not all of them were sitting well with me mm -hmm. come lap four and five. <laughs> So there's that. Um, and then I think just a big part of my success with this race was just kind of 
the people surrounding me too, mm-hmm. the pacers and the crew and just the energy. So as much as possible, I want to be able to take that energy with me to Western States too. For sure. Well, that course is going to be a nice mix for you because you're going to have heat and you're going to have climbing, which you can easily train for in uh, Washington, but that'll be a nice mix mm-hmm. and just seeing where the differences are. But have you got pacers already sticking up their hands to say, pick me, pick me? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few people say that they'd be willing to pace me so far, but we'll willing. see. It's oh, out. I'm willing. Yeah. yeah, I'm willing to pace you. <laughs> hey, I'm willing to pace you for the very last kilometer. There we go. On the track. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's all I can do. I can't keep up with you. No, that'd be great. <laughs> Are you guys going to be out there for for states? Uh, we'd like to be. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We're we're also race directors, so it gets a little time crunch because we have a very short race window in Ontario in terms of you know May to October is kind of the sweet spot. <laughs> but we'd like to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's such yeah. a great vibe. That makes sense. Have you been? Have you witnessed it before? No, I haven't. Okay. Mm. So super excited to just take it in and see what all the hype's about. Oh, yeah. Has your coach run it before? No, he hasn't. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> it's new for both of you. So, new territory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first hear about Western States? Definitely, like, first ultra I ever heard about. Um, I feel like probably when reading Scott Jerk's book back in high school, I read that, Eat and Run. So definitely been on my radar for a long time, mm. right? I'm not going to tell you how long it's been on my radar. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. That's good. No, that's amazing. You're going to have a great time. I'm not going to say anything about it cuz you know, you got to go in there with your own expectations and make it what it is, but you're going to have a great time, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah, I'm sure whatever happens it'll it'll be fun. It'll be a good experience. Are you going to go to the training camp, Blake? I don't know yet. I think it probably would be a good idea yeah. to get get out there and get to see the course a little bit beforehand. So I think there's a good chance, but I don't know. I still need to figure out what my spring schedule is going to be looking like. Yeah, and ho- hopefully they don't get as much snow as they did last winter. That was pretty yeah, right. crazy. <laughs> or fires. Or, or yeah, well, they haven't yeah. yet, but they still could. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah who it's, knows? Yeah, well, you'll have to. Are you, you don't know yet what races you're going to do leading up to Western? You haven't talked about that yet with your coach? No, we haven't talked about it yet. I guess like ones I'd be thinking about maybe either way too cool or I could do Chuck and again or Gorge again, Gorge Waterfalls. I don't know. Those would be ones I'd consider at least something maybe not too far away, but we'll see what happens. And as far as bucket list goes, is there anything in Europe or Asia that you really, really want to cross off your list one day? <laughs> oh, I mean, there's so many amazing races out there. So I don't know. I, I would love to travel and do some races. I don't know exactly which ones I'll want to do yet. Mm-hmm. I think something like CCC was like a bucket list race. Although, again, it's a little weird with the whole UTMB situation right now. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> yeah. I think Ultra Trail Cape Town seems like an amazing race. would yeah. love to do that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe Comrades. Have you checked out Comrades? Yeah. I know I haven't looked actually too much into comrades, but it could be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Or back to New Zealand at the uh, the one in February. Oh, Tarawara. Tarawara. Yeah, Tarawara. 
that would be a really fun one to do. Definitely. would love to get back to New Zealand at some point. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got the sky's the limit now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be watching you at Western. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be all right. We'll see. <laughs> but I, feel, I still feel like I'm in a place where I don't have too many expectations on me. So that's, it's a, it's a fun place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's so many competitors at Western that well, you can keep a low profile and slide in there and maybe cut your hair and shave off yeah, your beard and nobody will know who you are. Brand new person. Yeah. There we go. We'll, <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Congratulations again. We uh, really enjoyed chatting with you and we can't wait to watch and see how things go in the future. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Has this been your first podcast? Because we couldn't find much in you on uh, the internet. Yeah, I had, I guess, a little bit of a pre-race Havelina interview, but it was kind of a roundtable with my coach and another one of his athletes. So I didn't get to chat too much. So. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is your first. We're calling this your first. This is the first. You can claim it as the first, yeah. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. You. So quick things before you go. Uh, we're yeah. going to get you to do our little rapid fire, just fast questions, just for some fun. Okay. 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 Um, do you have any tattoos? Yes. I actually, well, I got the Javelina, little Javelina pig tattoo you at Javelina. You did? Awesome. <laughs> so that was awesome. They were doing free tattoos there. But I have that one. I also have you put it? a couple other tattoos on my thigh. It's like on my, my upper thigh. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> With a yeah a couple other ones i have that are matching cats with people oh very cool <laughs> very cool yeah uh what's another sport you'd like to excel in oh um that's a fun one um i don't know i think i do like a little bit of like nordic skiing just kind of for fun around here um in the winter i don't do it too much but uh, maybe at some point in the future where i'm not running as much i think i would love to give that a little more of a shot and great cross training with that yep. yeah great yeah cross training <laughs> All right, I'm going into a concert tonight, so I get to. I always like to ask this one. What's the last concert you went to? Oh, that is a great question. Last concert I went to was a band called the Wonder Gears, pop punk band. Mm. One of the the openers to were Sweet Pill and Anxious, all bands I love. Wonder Gears were doing like a 10 year anniversary tour for one of their big albums, so super fun show. Very cool. Would you rather be a professional writer, painter, or musician? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm tempted to say musician, but I think writer would probably be actually the best with my lifestyle. Mm. You could definitely look, you have a look to, to rock it out with a guitar. That's yeah, sure. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll go musician. Why not? <laughs> you got the look. <laughs> it would be fun too, for sure. What's a TV show that you're embarrassed to say you watch? <laughs> Oh, man. Say it. I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. <laughs> My favorite show, though, is Adventure Time, which I love. It's a little embarrassing because it is a kid's cartoon, but I do absolutely love it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And Norm? Pick a superpower that you'd like to have. Oh, flying, obviously. <laughs> I, it's like basic choice, but come on. It'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very popular yeah, one. It's a popular one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, yeah, that was awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a lot of fun. Well, we, we hope to see you run in Canada sometime. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to. Yeah, I'll have to learn more about the races you guys put on, too. Oh, <laughs> you can't go wrong with anything in BC or Alberta, for sure. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to come to Ontario, hit us up. We'll give you a nice flat route. <laughs> nice. Flat and fast. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Blake. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. Have a good Have day. A good one. That was Blake Slattengren from Washington State. Fresh off his second place and golden ticket winner for Western States. Unbelievable. And it sounds like he had no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he randomly throws in a toenail issue there just to make it sound better. As if that, okay, yeah, I had a little bit of a problem. Oh, I love it. Love it. I love this new generation, man. They're just... Flying. Yeah. It's great to see these records being broken and they're... They're just so chill, uh, chill, chill. Exactly. I just want to know how that's possible because usually in marathon, it takes you years to get your mm-hmm. Boston time. Let's yeah, say. exactly. But in ultra. <laughs> yeah. And typically the ultra average age is higher. So these guys, if they play their cards right, they're going to be around for a long time on podiums. Yeah. Right. It's great. Good to see. Good to see. In other news, our North American. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's our Canadian doing? Oh, uh, not so good. In the New York Marathon. It's a good thing I checked Instagram. He's already dropped out. So <laughs> sad to hear that. I yeah. don't know what happened, but, and we don't know who won yet. I haven't figured that out. Yeah, but we'll go. We'll check out the TV. Too bad about Cam. Okay. Until next time, our Havelina series will continue. Uh-huh. Ooh. Who's up next? Who's up next? You'll soon find out. Cheers. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotarunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at gotarunracing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.